All right, welcome to Old School Jank, you're Mark Thompson. Uh, our air conditioning isn't working in here, of course, it's the Young Turks. So I'm actually <laughs> thrilled that I could get my suit off and get put on a t-shirt. You do have a sophisticated series of fans and uh, air filters and blowers and other stuff that all works until you get on the air. And then you've gotta now turn them all off because they compete. Because they make too much noise, yes. But it is impressive, you'd think if you could get some of that a, a time and money that's going into the fan system. It's so sophisticated. I mean, if you can only see they've got big fans and small fans and directional fans and fans that move and fans that move the other way while those fans are moving. If you can put some of that in just fixing the AC. <laughs> but it doesn't quite work that way oh, okay. where we, we can't crawl up in the ducts and I see. fix yeah, that's the a good AC point. ourselves. Yeah. You're waiting, I get it. Yeah, uh, anyway, uh, but uh, I do have a new shirt. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't even noticed it till just <laughs> so shoptyt.com. Okay, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> indeed. Take the trash out in 2020. Okay. Yeah, with a a little bit of a hey, it's a red hat. Red hat. It could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. Okay. So anyway, shoptyt.com, that's our sponsor here, so-called sponsor. Uh, all right, Mark, we got a lot of random stuff, of course, it's old school. Um, should we start with the planet on fire? Uh, should God, we- the planet on fire. Should we start about good news? I don't know that we have good news. I have a really funny story later. Oh, that's okay. cool. Which is, uh, it, as with all good funny stories, it relates to me being embarrassing. That I'm an embarrassing human. Oh, that's okay. particularly good. So it's yeah. self-effacing. It's itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's self-deprecatory. It's, it's really. me clowning myself as usual. Yes. Um, okay. Well, that'll be something to look forward to. So, but it, you know, as LA. Okay, so we'll start with the fires. As yeah. LA is on fire, I like that. This is the one time our air conditioning goes out, and then you know this happens all the time. I don't know if you guys have it at your work, but so um, people say like, well, you know, we we got everybody. Uh, watching the show, it's like a big event, a debate or a primary or something. And that's when we need our website to work the most. This is in the old days, still a little inkling of it now, but especially in the old days. Um, and the website crashes when we need it most. And they say, well, obviously that's when most people are trying to use it, that's why it crashes. They say, okay, and then the AC, it crashes in oh. the summer because that's when you need it the most. Sure. I'm like, yes. You would have thought the AC people would have thought of that. Right? <laughs> you are correct that we do not need air conditioning in the winter, okay? Right. And in, actually, it's LA, you kind of do. But like the air conditioning people are like so proud, like, oh, it's winter in Cleveland and there's not a single AC crashing, okay? We nailed it, right? December is our best month. <laughs> I know, but that's. No, you gotta design it a little better so that it doesn't crash when people are using it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in Southern California mm -hmm. and in Northern California, in California, because Southern and Northern pretty well covers it, there is another reason that the air conditioning is critical, and that's because there's so much smoke in the air oftentimes because of the fires that it's the only way to kind of halfway purify the air that you're breathing in wherever you're living, you know. Um, so it's a real, that's a real issue. In fact, you take the TYT sophistication with which there are fans everywhere and you, you know, put air purifiers there and that's what you really find a lot of uh, houses in Northern, Central uh, and Southern California. Because uh, we don't need to tell you, I mean, last year the Paradise Fire in Northern California uh, was just one, it, that, that town was completely, of course, uh, incinerated. But um, it was just one of the fires that, that was so brutal and now we're, cranking up with the season again. There have been these controlled blackouts, that's what they're doing. They're turning off the electric power yeah, in whole parts of the country. state. Yeah. This is what it used to happen in Turkey. It still yeah. happens from time to time in Turkey. And they're like, oh, they're, uh, we're turning off the electricity for 12 hours. Like, what is, like, yeah. what a part of what I loved about America is when I came as an eight year old, I was like, so they never turn off the electricity? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm not at all kidding, okay? And I'm like, right. and they never turn off the water. How do these people live? <laughs> Have I stumbled into heaven? And it turns out we've stumbled out of heaven, right? Yeah. And we've stumbled out of paradise, literally. So the, part of the reason we bring this up is because it's, we're in LA and it's happening right now. And, uh, and part of it is because I just talked to Bill McKibben. I did an interview with him earlier in the week, mm -hmm. uh, one of the legendary environmentalists. And he had some amazing stats I'm gonna get to in a sec. But the other night, 
in LA, it was like 84 degrees at night. That never happens, right? I think this might have been last week. And and Mike, I'm I'm perplexed. Our, our kids are like, there's something wrong. There's what what's going on, Dad? Right? And then I realized, oh, it's the fires. The fires were raging so hot and so close to the center of LA that it literally heated up all of LA. Okay, and then we started smelling the smoke. And my kids had never smelled that before, and they were discombobulated by that. So Pro kept covering up his mouth and nose the whole time. And then we get inside the car, and it's worse inside the car. And it, and then you turn lower the window; it's worse when you lower the window. Sure. And then we were really hoping it was okay when we got home, and it wasn't. And it and it smelled like smoke inside the house. The planet is on fire. It's on fire, right? So, Mark, you saw well, the fires and, from your house today, and there's ash all over everything. I mean, if you you know, ash all over the car, ash all over your all the street. Um, so, from my house, a short distance from my house, I mean, literally, I've got pictures. It's sort of alarming. Uh, there was a fire today, and you have to understand too. You know, right now there are not a lot of winds in this instant, but there are going to be winds in the next 12, 24 hours. It's really going to get windy. I mean, these winds then they just in essence, they make these fires, even small ones, these blow torches that just uh, pass through so many neighborhoods and communities. Oh, I forgot you're a meteorologist. That's right. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I mean, it's really a, uh, it's disturbing. And the other thing about, uh, well, it, it, there's no, uh, the fact is, these are longer fire seasons, they're drier fire seasons, and they're more intense fire seasons. So everything that they talked about 20 years ago, that the, the, the dries are gonna get drier, that the winds are gonna get windier, that, the, that, the, uh, that all the intensity of the weather, that the severe weather, hurricanes and that sort of thing will get more and more severe and more intense, it's all come to pass. Yeah, so I was I never watched local news and I but I was flipping through the channels to get to football or something and I this and there was a local weatherman doing the weather with a oddly misshapen head. Uh, <laughs> anyway. That's a new thing now. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, For yeah, a while yeah. it was very attractive women. Yeah, they've, now gotten, no, like, they've gone to the misshapen thing. Yeah, yeah. Because people like, just People, it, people like it, they get transfixed by the shape of the head. No, I did. I was like, yeah. wait. His head is a trapezoid, or what is that? Is it an octagon? I don't understand what his head is. And then I noticed what he was saying. I swear to God, this is exactly how it happened. And then he was like obsessed with the winds, and he's like, "There's five mile winds here. There's 11 mile per hour winds here, and 17." And he went on for like an amazing amount of time about the winds without talking about anything else in the weather. And until you just said it, I didn't get why. I was like, man. The misshapen head dude is like weirdly obsessed with wind. <laughs> like enough with the winds, buddy. Right, yeah. No, it's I got it. It's a little windy, <laughs> but not even. Like, why are you telling me about a five mile per hour wind? What a weird thing to tell me about. But of course, he was right. I just realized that when you said the wind makes the fire much worse, and all we have is fires around here now. The it's all about the wind. It's all about the wind. You, uh, I'll take. You'll pardon this. I'll just to make the statement in the extreme. I'll take fires. All day with no wind, because mm -hmm. that is a uh, that's a defensible line. You can you know you can build behind them, in front of them. All these firefighters are so skilled and they're so strategic about how to knock these fires down. I mean, believe me, I'd rather no fires, but give me a fire that's not wind driven, and we have a chance to control it. Wind driven fire, forget it. No chance to control it. Now you made me remember, uh, remember Trump. Uh, when he wind, windmills, wind. <laughs> I mean, that's the president. Jesus Christ, that's the president. He Crazy. actually said that. Okay, uh, but that's tell you about the couple. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll tell you later. Okay, so uh, when Paradise burned down uh, and he came to California, you remember he said, and before he came, he's like, uh, no, the problem is that that state, that's a blue state. Uh, they they don't rake the leaves in the forest. No, that is not the problem. Okay, and then he came out and he said other asinine things, standing next to Gavin Newsom and uh, uh, Governor Moonbeam. What was his name? Uh, Brown. Jerry, yeah, Jerry Brown. Uh, and they had to look down like this, like like his cabinet when Nancy Pelosi was yelling at him, like, "What are we doing here? Please, please right. make this go away." Well, also because you need federal money, you know. It, and no, no, it, it, there's two layers of idiocy to it. No, you can't. Rake all of the leaves in the forest. That's not climate change is a real problem. There are other problems. You know, doing that is a smaller issue, right? 
And secondly, it turns out almost all the forests in California are owned by the federal government. Right. It was turns out it was his responsibility. So if anyone needed to rake the leaves, it was him. But nobody can tell him that because he's both stupid and arrogant. So he won't listen to anybody. Like normally, you'd be like, "Oh, Mr. President, oh, I hate to tell you this, but it turns out the federal government owns." The yeah, I mean, you you'd know. have to say it. See, no one's got, no one even has the the balls to to suggest it at all. Like, and you realize how surrounded by yes people he is. I mean, it's just it's insane. But you need to put it somehow, like. Uh, Mr. President, you were so right about California having to uh, manage those forests, and 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 of course we have federal uh, government-owned uh, forests that make up most of California. And Barack Obama, you know, never you'd have That's to say right. never rake those forests, and so it's a point of decision. But but his, I think his view would be your first point, which is I don't give a shit about California. It's it's a blue state. Yeah. yeah. So we're done with it. But he does know the dangers of wind because he thinks the wind turbines cause cancer. Right. With the noise that they make. This is our president. Yeah. Wind, windmills, wind. I'm a very stable genius. Yeah, if you say so. Couple. Oh, I was just, because you're talking about, I can't believe people voted for him. You know, and we always kind of, after one utterance of, of ridiculousness after another, you kind of come around to the fact, like, just, I can't believe this guy won, you know? Uh, so, Many things, again, drive us to these uh, occasional conclusions like, wow, I just still can't believe it. Uh, so I was uh, with this uh, couple from Oklahoma, older people, and I thought, please don't mention the president. Mm -hmm. and we were there for three days in, in Africa, okay? And, and Oh, so you were with a couple from Oklahoma in Africa. Right, and it, you have to understand, it's such a remote area that you and you have to pay for this registration to go into the forest because they're trying to limit the number of people to go into the forest. So you end up with these people is my point. It's not like we planned a vacation with them. We ended up with them. And you know what? I thought of all the MAGA people I could be with, I, I could actually spend three days with these people. They were very nice people, okay? Yeah. But well, but yeah. I just didn't want to talk about MAGA stuff. I didn't want to talk about Trump. Yeah. So my girlfriend, of course, makes the mistake of saying, Oh yeah, Mark's got a radio show every day, and he goes and, and he goes, Well, Mark. Tell me about your radio show. What are you talking about? And I go, mm -hmm. well, we talk about a lot of issues around uh, the Bay Area because we, uh, you know, San Francisco's got a lot of problems with homelessness, a lot of problems with the cost. But and I must have done 17 minutes. I just wanted to kill the clock so the guy would lose interest and go, hey, let's go have a drink or whatever, or <laughs> let's go do something else. You know. So I'm. I'd like to have Mark. Uh, would, in order to not talk about politics, filibuster. Yeah, it's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> so I'm like talking about all these statistics about housing. Well, you know, it's also the inventory. I mean, there's no inventory. I mean, I'm really Dude, like, if you ever want to get somebody out there a new topic, start talking <laughs> inventory. Right. That's so right. I, I was really, you know, just trying to grind whatever desire he had to talk about the politics out of the conversation. And so then I finish up again after about 17 minutes, and he goes, so. What do you think of Donald Trump? Because <laughs> I know what you guys think. You're from Oklahoma. They're just I just know it. So anyway, to I mean, I was honest. I told him, you know, I think he's you know completely corrupt, uh, horribly inept, uh, everything, all this stuff. And I but and I wrapped it into a little succinct 90 second you know uh, hate resent filled. Uh, uh, Bo, uh, uh, and I, and <laughs> well, I put it That's mighty Christian of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she said, who had been quiet the entire time, and she was also lovely. She said, but Mark, what is the alternative? And that's when it hit me. That's when we talk about, like, I can't believe he won. The alternative is important to these people. It's yeah, not yeah. like... Uh, and to his credit, he said, I didn't know any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, they, don't, they yeah. don't. So it's funny because I'm the most aggressive against MAGA guys, but in some weird, ironic way, the least aggressive. So let me explain what I mean by that. Um, uh, so most aggressive is fairly obvious, right? <laughs> so you sure. see it on the show all the time, take the trash out in 2020, this, that. Earlier today, I was super worked up about the lynching comment that he made, and and I went back and did the Central Park Five and how he said, "What were they doing in the park anyway? Playing checkers, right?" Mm -hmm. In other words, they're black. They must have been doing something. And I said, "Look, I get that a lot of people don't know that, right? But if you now watch this and you know it and you still like Donald Trump, then you are a racist, 
okay? So I don't mind saying that at all. 95% of the Republican Party still supports Donald Trump. They're just as guilty as Donald Trump for all the things he said. That's the one hand. On the other hand, when I meet a Trump supporter, and like so I've been saying in a lot of the post games we've been doing, you know, and I'm taking an Uber in, in Ohio or uh, Houston or wherever, and a guy gets, I get it, I know the guy's a Trump supporter. You could tell him from the demographics. But I have an open mind, I'm happy to get surprised, right? And, uh, but I haven't been yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also curious to know what things motivated the decision apart from, as you say, basic demographics that would sort of dictate it. I mean, you know, upbringing, background, that kind of thing. But when she said, what's the alternative? It reminds me that, you know, maybe if there was a more palatable alternative to them, they had successfully put such a stink on the democratic choice, you know? Yeah, no, no, look, I don't wanna rehash that, because that's so, it's so obvious to me, and we're never gonna convince anyone else in the media or anyone else in the establishment you know, Hillary Clinton was not just a bad candidate because she didn't campaign in Wisconsin. She didn't just lose because of James Comey and the Russians. They don't like politicians. They don't like the establishment. They don't like insiders. That's everything that Hillary represented. We've been over this a thousand times. I am beyond positive Bernie Sanders would have won based on polling, based on anecdotes, based on overwhelming evidence. Okay. So, okay, but that's gone. It's gone. Sad day. Okay. So, but. Today's not gone, and again today they're like, oh, you know, we did the story earlier in the Young Turks about New York Times, a very good reporting story about Democratic donors are having dinner, kvetching about we need a white knight to save us because we think Biden's going to lose, and obviously we can't have Warren. Like they don't think about Sanders anymore, but they're like, we can't have Warren. That I mean, so they're like, maybe Bloomberg can save us, and in fact now they're talking about maybe Hillary can save us. So that's how blind they are. They're like, what if we just made the same mistake? Like oh the same exact mistake. I didn't I didn't know that. That's okay. unbelievable. <laughs> so okay, anyway, but back to um what would be an alternative and talking to these guys. When I'm in the car with them, we get along great. Yeah. Like I don't get into my politics because I want to learn from them. I want to understand their perspective. It's not to debate, right? I got plenty of folks I, I can debate. That's not the point at all. I want to learn from them, okay? And I and 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 I think I have learned a lot. I hope I'm not confirming my own biases in terms of what I thought Trump voters were. But and from time to time they'll surprise me, etc. But do they know all the terrible things that Trump has said? No, of course they don't. They're you know it's they they got jobs. It's a guy in the middle of Iowa. He's working two jobs, you know. And and then he tells you the story about how his wife passed away and they got eight kids and he's still taking care of the kids. And then you want to hug him and you want to say. Everything's gonna be all right, right? And then at the end, for that guy, I was like talking about alternatives. And I said, what if there was a Democrat that just kept on saying, like, I'm gonna get you higher wages? Well, he's like, that, that's what I need, though. He's like, that's our problem. We don't, our wages suck. God damn it, this is so easy. Yeah. They just can't, like, it's not getting out. It's because getting out the there. establishment guys are so wealthy, right. they cannot relate to that guy. They can't relate. Yeah. That all he wants is higher wages, you idiots, you idiots. Yeah. And our progressive candidates would get them higher wages, yeah. and they campaign on higher wages. So anyway, but uh, no, I like that because to me, as damaged and ridiculously flawed as the media system is, I mean, uh, leave aside for a minute the editorial uh, choices, because the system is controlled by. Three companies or five companies or whatever. So the system is broken. Um, you uh, still have a an information base that is dependent on those three to five companies. So the point is that word never gets out because the information is so limited that gets to those people because it comes through all those mainstream, you know, mainstream media sources. Totally. I mean, and so the media drives the impression. That they have, and that impression is that no one's saying we want higher wages, and they think all the politicians are full of shit, and in their whole lives, all the Democrats have ever done is lie to them, right? And there's a lot of truth to that, right? So, is Schumer really fighting for the average guy? Now, if you say that in Washington or New York, 
you're looked at like you've got three heads and you're some sort of monster. What do you mean? Those are our beloved you know, establishment Democrats. But in the rest of the country, people hate Schumer, they hate Pelosi, they hate Hillary Clinton. When I say that, I'm the bad guy. I'm just telling you, what, you can shoot the messenger all day long, right? But regular folks view them as elitist and they're not wrong. They're just not wrong, right? Okay, so so in a sense, I in that sense, I'm the most open to the Mag, to the Trump voters, not MAGA guys online. Like they already know and they revel in being ass, right? Right. But the last uh, Uber guy was like, uh, and again, swell guy, took good story. We talk about football a little bit. We talk about things we bond on and stuff, and we're having a good time. We're laughing and stuff. I know he's a Trump supporter and I eventually get it out of him. He doesn't want to say it, eventually he says it. And then he goes, yeah, I know he's an asshole. And I said, can I just, you tell me if this is right or wrong, but he's your asshole. He's like, exactly. I know he's an asshole, but he's my asshole. And there you have it, right? And so now in a sense, it's super hard to get through that guy because it's a matter of identity and culture because he thinks, I don't care, he's an asshole. To you guys, not to mm-hmm. me. Right. And he's being an asshole on my behalf. I might not love every word he uses. I might I get that he doesn't understand how wind turbines work. Because <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that guy, he says, he tells me, hey, look, I'm just a hick from a rural Ohio, right? But he graduated as a mechanical engineer from Ohio State. Right. He knows. He right. knows windmills don't cause cancer. He knows Trump's an idiot, but he's my idiot. And he's against you guys. Hard to break through in that sense. But can you get someone that could talk to them? Yeah, I can talk to them, right? right. But but you have to be a non-elitist to talk to them. And so people like and, and right wingers, the malicious ones, assume they do projection. And I'll tell you a story that, um, eh, yeah, okay. That Anna had uh, said something very nice to me that was kind of a breakthrough for me. Uh, I'll get back to that in a second, but. Um, uh, yeah, like the problem with the Democrats is that they, even though their policies are a lot less elitist than the Republicans, right? The politicians are more elitist. They 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 can't relate to the average person. And there's no way that Schumer's ever had a beer with a real person, <laughs> right? I mean, imagine Pelosi knocking back some brewskis, okay? And I know it's metaphorical, she doesn't have to actually right. drink beer, right? right? And so, uh, but they're up in their ivory tower. And, and But if you said to them, hey, unleash someone like me, because we're gonna, we can reach these people, they would never believe it. But if we did, uh, the point I wanted to make is if we win, the, the malicious right wingers think, oh my God, they're gonna take control of our lives and they're gonna oppress us, etc. Why? They're doing projection. That's right. what we've done. That's what I want to do. I like having an advantage over you. It's not a conscious thought, it's a subconscious thought. I like having an advantage over you. I like being privileged. I'm not very privileged. I'm, you know, I'm a. I've worked hard for it type crap. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not rich and I hate those elitist guys, but I know subconsciously I got a little bit of an edge on you. So I like that, right? And I assume that if you get the edge on me, oh, I'm you're going to use that against me like I used it against you. Now, I'm telling you guys, if you're Trump supporters, I know you'll never believe it. But we're not going to do that because that's not who we are. Okay, the whole point is to actually help you sons of bitches. Okay, and and because uh, you know how much of an optimist I am. Those guys are not irredeemable. Some of the guys, again, I make a huge distinction for the MAGA trolls online. Sure. And even those guys at some point, maybe they grow up, right? Maybe they're 15, maybe they're 19, 23, whatever they are. And they're filled with all these hormones and they're not getting laid and they're so bitter and angry, etc. Maybe they, you know, maybe they get a girlfriend and at 37, they come back <laughs> around and like, hey, turns out I was kind of a dick. By the way, I can relate to that too. Right, there right? You, you had your moment of redemption. Yeah, well, let's hope. But, uh, <laughs> but I certainly had a moment of being an asshole, <laughs> like a long moment. Uh, so, so, and I, and long moments of not getting laid, and yes, there's a little bit of correlation there. Yeah, when okay. you get irritated when you're not right, right, and um, but the whole point of progressives is to help everyone. It's not like we're gonna pull a Trump, and be like, okay, higher wages for the blue states. Blue states actually already have some degree of higher wages, right? But the red states, ha, let's punish them. Let's give them lower wages. 
We're not gonna do that, we're not gonna do that. So, but the time to reach out and do that is after you win. Right. After crushing victories, after the unilateral surrender, then you go back and pick them up and go, hey guys, look, we crushed you, I broke your spine, I, I drank your spinal fluid. It was delicious, okay? <laughs> but now, believe it or not, I'm actually here to pick you back up, get you a doctor, make sure your kids are okay, and make sure they got a shot, just like that rich son bitch in Manhattan does, right? right? And, and if we can do that, we're gonna win them over forever because we actually mean it. But first, that's just, but we gotta get the establishment Democrats out of the way. And then they'll yell at me forever. Oh, you're doing you're not doing unity. If you just bow your heads to the elitist, everything would be fine. There's a big uh, I mean significant body of uh, opinion about the fact that uh, I just heard it today, somebody on uh, the station, I do a radio show up on KGO radio in San Francisco. And uh, he also does a podcast, The Edge with Mark Thompson. The Edge with Mark Thompson, check out the podcast. Uh, and the guy who's like our regular, like the sage guy, who's mainstreamer, okay, he's a middle of the roader, but he's sort of viewed because he's been on so long. Um, he said, if Elizabeth Warren becomes a nominee, the Democrats are looking at a McGovern esque type loss. And I'm thinking, no. I just no don't way. buy that. No way. That. No Leaving way. aside the Bernie no thing way. and him no not way. being in the conversation for a second, I just don't buy that. But that's They're the fear. So wrong. Yeah. So wrong. And you know, look, this is where I get unbearable. Then I feel like I got to prove because it's important at this moment. If you make the mistake of voting for Biden in the primaries because you think Warren would lose or Sanders would lose, you're actually going to lead to Trump getting reelected. So that's why I have to remind you how many times I've been right. And how many times everyone else in the media has been wrong? We said Trump could win. We said Bernie would close the lead with Hillary. I said Warren, when she was down and out, would go come back. I said Yang would go in the top six. I said all these things because I, unlike the other guys, are am actually not biased. I know if they saw this, heads would explode. Nate Silver, etc., would be like, "Oh my God, you're the, you like Bernie, so you must be biased." Whereas we hate Bernie, so we're not biased. That's obvious, <laughs> right? No, 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 no. Look at the facts. Look at the facts. Look at the polling. Look at what people are telling you, right? And so the reality is, if you're on a populist progressive, it will run the field. They will destroy Trump or Pence. Yeah. They will absolutely obliterate them. Look, my dream scenario is one of those two goes, gloves are off, okay? I don't care what Joe Scarborough says about me. I don't care what Mike Bloomberg says. I don't care what Hillary Clinton says. I don't care what any of you say, right? So here's what I'm gonna do. When politicians, for example, there's, there's many things they could do. But the number one thing is when politicians take money from corporate interest, it's a bribe and they're corrupt. And then of course they'll say, what do you mean? Are you saying that about your fellow Democrats? Goddamn right I am. Boom, you win in a landslide, 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 okay? Yeah. Because it would be the first time in American history, at least in our lifetimes, that a politician is honest with the American people. Yeah. They're so used to every politician lying to them. Oh No, 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 when Joe Biden takes a million dollars from oil and gas industry, that is not gonna affect his vote at all. <laughs> and then that's then the lovely couple from Oklahoma goes, but Mark, what's my alternative? Right. You want me to believe that guy telling me that, yeah, when he takes money from oil and gas, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that, it's, that it's, he does it for charity, for health. Right. Well, the rationale is uh, if I want to fight against the big boys and they who are, have raised so much money, as you know, Trump has record of uh, fundraising at this point, 300 million is it, I think so far this year. Uh, the only way to do it is with big money to fight him, to fight him back. You, know, you yeah. need to fight big money with big money. It's That's a, the rationale you hear. I know, I know, they're 100% wrong. 100% wrong, I don't wanna get into a long explanation of why, because it'd be too political, but. Um, but there's no question that there, there are strings attached to that money. There's, I think your, your first point, it will carries the day, it's a bribe. And, and guys, everybody on media right now is saying, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden did, no, did nothing wrong. Well, they did nothing legally wrong, that's true, they committed no crimes. But everybody knows Hunter Biden was on the board of a Ukrainian gas company, because his last name is Biden. 
Nobody thinks, you know what? I bet you Hunter Biden is one of the top, I don't know how many people are on their board, six, 12, let's say 12. One of the top 12 experts on Ukrainian gas. And that's why we should pay him $50,000 a <laughs> month for it. No one on planet Earth believes that except everyone on TV and everyone in the Democratic Party. Well, they say they did nothing, they did nothing illegal. Certainly has a bad look to it, Jank, but uh, yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Of course, it's bad look to it. legal yeah. corruption. It's legal ah, corruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bad look to it because it's corruption. Um, anyway, uh, so you know Trump is worse. I could give you a billion examples, blah, blah, blah. Okay, look, uh, now, uh, you know, I couldn't help but say how right I was about something. Yeah. For the folks uh, that are uh, watch, listening to the podcast uh, or, or members get the whole show. Uh, I'm going to tell you how stupid I am in a second. Oh. Okay, so tyt.com slash join to get the yes. whole show. So they could join right now and then continue to watch or able to watch? No, no, no. Only the members get it live. But if you were watching this later on YouTube, you'd be like, God damn it, I want to see how stupid he is. I hate that guy. No, but if they okay. became a member right now, could they then? Somehow? No, because only the members get it live. So oh. everyone who's watching right now oh, is not are already members. Oh, they're already members. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mark, I just explained it to you. I know I didn't get it the first time. I thought maybe you didn't understand what I was saying. But you said, no, I want to be a member right now. But right now is different, Mark. When they're hearing right now, it's going to be weeks from now. No, it's not. So for the YouTube guys, uh, you're getting this probably over the weekend. We did. We shoot it live on Tuesdays, but you get the rest of the show as soon as you join. You go to old school, click on it, boom, you get the rest of the show. And you can join right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye bye for YouTube. All right, so, uh, all right, so let's do that story. Um, so I go to get a gyro. And, and you've explained before that it is gyro, and I know you've explained repeatedly, but I just want to reiterate. Because uh -huh. when I hear you say it, it just sounds weird, but it's actually correct, gyro. Yeah, so you, you grew up calling it a hero? A hero, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's actually donut kebab. Okay, but right, it's anyway, a, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's Turkish, let's keep it real, yeah. okay? Um, so uh, I go to this place, and I've always seen this picture of this older gentleman. Uh, who looks Greek on the wall? And I'm like, it makes sense. It's like, it's called Greek gyro place. Kebabville or whatever. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Greek kebab or whatever it is. Okay. And so, and I'm like, okay, the Greek guy's on the wall. That makes sense. But I never see the Greek guy. I think I used to see him in the past, but I don't see him anymore. But I'm not sure I saw him in the past. So it's all blurry to me because, I mean, how often do I go? Not that often. Okay. So, and then there's a, a guy who looks biracial who is uh, behind the counter and he's the only one there. And and, and he keeps talking about how, oh, today was a crazy day and I had to do this and I do that. And so he sounds like he's running the place, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty cool. You know, the, the Greek guy let the biracial guy be his manager, right? right. So, so I say, uh, um, so are you the manager here? He's like, no, I'm the owner. And I'm like, okay, so who's the rando on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> He goes, that's my dad. He passed away recently. Oh. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I couldn't have seen that coming, man. I really couldn't have seen it coming. It turns out the owner is not Greek, and the, the old owner and the new owner is not biracial. They're both Persian. Oh. <laughs> so the dad happened to be light skinned Persian, and the son was like me. Darker skin version, okay. So, and he's like, oh, "Yeah, no, I know, but you know, he's such a great guy and stuff." I'm like, "I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I'm so sorry." <laughs> right? And you know, we've been doing okay without him, but it's been a rough couple of years. And stuff. Oh, like, my oh my god! god. Oh you my called god. on the rando on the wall. Who's the rando on the wall? I mean, you could have said anything, like, "Oh, who's the gentleman on the wall? <laughs> yeah. Who's the picture? Who's the who's the?" Who's the gentleman pictured there in the? Yeah, because I thought, now that he told me he owns it, I thought, oh, that's cool. This biracial guy owns a Greek kebab place, and he put a picture of a Greek dude to trick people Just into thinking it's a Greek place. And I'm like, that's genius. I actually wanted to give him credit. That's why I led with, who's the rando on the yeah. wall? And it turns out, no, I wasn't.
Yeah, At least she didn't that. say, I see what you did. You put some picture of some uh, Greek dude up there just to like juice business. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that would have been even worse, but only marginally worse. You, <laughs> but really, you actually, like barely worse. Yeah, Rando <laughs> on the wall to the guy's deceased father who he's still dealing with the loss of. Probably not the best. Oops. Yeah, exactly. Hurts, yeah. So sorry, Greek kebab guy. I'm really sorry, but I am though, I am. I'm laughing now, but I'm sorry. Your dad was a great guy. I think I remember him. Wow. <laughs> he was so nice to me. He actually watches the show, so he'll probably oh, see this. So let's like, have a oh moment of God. silence then for yeah. his dad. Yeah. Oops. Okay. Okay, they make great uh, uh, gyros. I put feta cheese in there. Oh. oh, there you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so obviously, back to Bill McKibben. Uh, Bill McKibben. No, you know what? I'll go to a pet peeve. All right. So um, we got a parking lot where the driveway leads out to um, um, in, uh, into traffic. Okay. So that's normal. Everything leads into traffic. But what I mean by that is. It's LA rush hour, and so when we're leaving work here on a non-old school night, a normal night, you're in the middle of rush hour, and the line, the cars will be lined up. Okay, right. so this is literally my biggest pet peeve on the planet. Um, so they're all sitting there; they got nowhere to go because the line's forever. Now, when I get to the to exit the the parking lot. Right. There's no space for me to go. That's okay. They didn't know I was coming. They don't know there's a parking lot there. Sure. They don't know cars are going to come out of there. They just pulled up like any normal person with no problem at all, right? But uh, at that point, I like edge in like anybody would into there so that when one guy moves, I'll be able to get in between them. And and it's not going to cost the guy other guy anything cuz just 2 seconds later, he'll move into the spot right. 2 feet away and then sit there for another 10 minutes. Right. Okay? And some people just will not let you go in. Of course. And they will pull right up like, like yeah. it's a thing, right? right? And be like, ha ha, got you. Got you where? Now you're sitting, now we're both here awkwardly for another 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'm seeing you and you're seeing me. And what did you accomplish? You're right here. It's not like you didn't know. You were right there 10 minutes ago. You knew you were gonna be there for another 10 minutes. But for two seconds pausing for whatever, 10 feet, 20 feet, that was too much of an ask for you. That's so common, and you find it played out in so many different situations. The driveway into bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic that you just described, the freeway when you're sitting there, back east we call them highways, you know, when you're sitting there, it's bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, and you're just trying to get over to one lane, and somebody pulls up. They just don't want to even let you in. And as you say, there's no, you can't go anywhere. We're not, none of us are going anywhere. It's bumper-to-bumper. -bumper. Uh, and this is my pet peeve. The speeding up to a light where there are cars there, and all I'm trying to do is turn left, but you're speeding up to block the way. Yeah. All I'm trying to do is you can't go. They're stopped. It's a red light. They're yeah. all there. It's and yet you sped up to prevent me from turning left. So I'm not even going to be in front of you. Yeah. It's and the thing is, it's guys, a territorial thing or something. It's a yeah, control you're thing. right. It's an instinctual thing. You totally solved it because otherwise it makes no rational sense. No. And I keep. Projecting my logic onto them. No. And, and and so whereas I think if I'm in a similar situation, I'm on the shoes on the other foot, right? And I'm in the car and I'm stuck in traffic and somebody's trying to get out. It's the world's easiest favor. And I feel so good about no, myself. No, you do feel better after. Yeah, totally. I'm good. like, oh no, yeah. go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. And I just moved up uh, two seconds later. And I'm like, I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> Not to the Greek kebab guy. I swear it was really. <laughs> Problematic, but but to the but, other randos, yeah, yeah. But that rando I let it through, rando you let like, through. and then sometimes they give you the like the hey thanks, yeah, brother, right? that really makes you feel good, you're right? And then you do this back to them, and you're like, look, yeah, look, am I champion of the world? I don't know about that. I don't know. Am I a hero? Well, I don't know. Heroes don't call themselves heroes, but did I let that guy through? Yeah, I did. And so when I'm in elevators, I ask people what floor. And so this is four, seven, and I'll right. press it, and they're like, thank you. And I'm like, no, I'm great at small favors. <laughs> <laughs> like, large favors are a giant pain in the ass, right? Like, hey, you wanna help me move on Saturday? Oh, f no, I don't. No, no, I definitely do I not feel like that ask is, has vanished almost completely. The do you wanna help me move on Saturday ask is almost completely gone. It's followed 
by something that's still alive, but I also feel is kind of losing it, and that's the can you give me a lift to the airport on Saturday? Oh yeah, that's gone. That's gone because yeah, of yeah, Uber, yeah. it's gone. Right, right, because yeah. of rideshare. So, yeah. but but the can you help me move on Saturday? I feel like that's pretty well. The sun is set on that also. So the, okay, now we've opened up a can of worms. Okay, now we're having fun. Okay, so first of all, can you help me move on Saturday? No. Uh, if you want, though, I'll press four on the elevator for you. <laughs> <laughs> if after you move all your stuff into the elevator, you need somebody to press four, I can do that. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. But that's why it makes no sense not to let the guy through in traffic because you get to feel good for no goddamn reason, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like the maximizing like your niceness for the least amount of effort. Right. Right? It's just a rational thing to do. But that's okay. again, the car thing is territorial. That's the reason people don't want to get that. And by the way, I used to think men were the a-holes. I always think, oh, women are no, women are absolutely behind the wheel of a car. Mm -hmm. Women can be every bit the the ah, jerks. God damn are. it, I'm gonna throw a couple of people under the bus. <laughs> this is fun. I mean, we're talking about traffic, so let's throw some people under a bus, okay? So so Michael Shore, which actually is the uh, most frequent person under a bus in old school history. <laughs> like if you're gonna throw someone under a bus on old school, it's probably Michael Shore. Okay, so as you all know, if you ever watched The Young Turks for a long time, Michael's on the show every once in a while and he's the most pleasant, calm, serene guy there is. To the point where he will actually drive some people crazy. Like, mm -hmm. like they think he's a little bit too establishment and he just he has dry humor and he's calm and then you're like, you want him to get excited and right? Wait till you see him in a car. It's like, mother! I'm like, oh no, no, I see you. I see you, Michael Shore. Okay. <laughs> pent up, pent up. You know what? Inside his car, he votes for Bernie Sanders. I gotta <laughs> <laughs> the fiery Michael Shore is behind the wheel. I feel that's that I can relate to that. By the way, Michael Shore, regular on my podcast, which is called The Edge with Mark Thompson. Have we mentioned that already? Uh, it's on <laughs> iTunes and other platforms. Now, uh, Michael is in a way, I have to say, kind of me because this is a, I, I'm so, I'm throwing myself under the bus. Uh -huh. I think I am one of the nicest people in terms of like extending myself for others. Generally, being in a good, I'm pretty much in a good mood, mood all the time. Yeah, that's right. Oh, bad. everybody loves Mark. Yeah, but but we can do a sitcom called Everybody Loves Mark. But. but Behind the wheel of the car, you know, mm -hmm. if I can, it's oh, that's right. I remember yeah. I used to get out of tickets by giving the cops the cops DVD. <laughs> well, there's that too. I mean, I'm <laughs> aggressive behind the wheel of a car, but I'm just saying that you know, yelling mother effer and that stuff. I I can no, I don't yell it at the people. I'm yelling it in the car. But oh, uh, sure, sure, sure. See, he's too nice to say he's yelling it at the people. He can't help himself. <laughs> you know why? Because he's not in a car. So he's being nice because he's not in a car. Um, uh, and if, well, you, if you don't understand the reference, by the way, Mark is the voice of cops. So that's always the, the voice thing of a lot of stuff with anything yeah. with cops. That's yeah. used to get me out of a lot of tickets because anytime I, they go, well, I recognize your voice. I go, well, I've done a couple of shows and then I start listening to shows. Then they're all police shows and then they all, then they usually let me go. Yeah. So that is so every once in a while, people will be like. I know you from somewhere. Where do I know you from, right? It's happened a oh, yeah, yeah, bunch yeah, yeah. of times the recently. The voice a lot. Yeah, a lot. and so for, and and uh, and then one time, and almost always, of course, it's like, yeah, you, you did you go to this school or do you, I know you from work or whatever, right? And I'm like, mm, Young Turks. They're like, oh yeah, that's it, that's it, right? So, but the other day, I'm like, the guy's like, do I know you from somewhere? I'm like, Young Turks. He's like. Nah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, I know you look like my cousin. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, that's tough my because you're expecting the payoff and then you get dropped <laughs> off at the curb. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite thing and definitely my wife's favorite thing, who by the way is going out of the bus next. Um, <laughs> so, um, my favorite thing is when somebody's like, "Do you, I'm sorry, but do you mind?" A, a, Take picture. a picture, right? And I'm like, oh no, it's no problem at all. Okay, and I get ready to take the picture. And they're like, and they hand me the phone because they want me to take a picture of their family. Yeah, right? yeah, that is a great, that's a great come down. <laughs> right? They're at the Grove or somewhere, right. and they, I'm like, oh, take a picture of you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, obviously, of course, I can take a picture of you. No problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when my wife sees that, she's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the only person who enjoys that more is my sister. She's like, oh, yes. 
<laughs> well, if there are two celebrities, try that. I went to an award show, and my pal is on a long-running WB series, and I gave the phone, I forget, I wish I could remember who it was, but somebody who's technically a bigger star, and I gave him the phone. I said, would you mind taking a picture of us? I didn't, it was never that moment, but, but I said the best part of this picture is that it was taken by, I forget who it was now, like an A-lister who was t took yeah. a, yeah, yeah, because, you know, he's just not used to having to take the picture. He's yeah. used to being in the picture. Oh, so. I like doing that to an A-lister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So I'm going to do that to Mankiewicz next time. <laughs> <laughs> Megas was ascending up all lists. Yeah. yeah. So my mom's also a Michael Shore slash Mark Thompson in the car. Obviously, oh. like if you've ever met my mom, the loveliest person you'll ever meet, so nice, overwhelmingly nice. And she sits in the car and she's like, a shake, holy shake. Okay. Everything sounds nastier in Turkish. It does. Well, because. And Greek. And partly because it is nastier. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, come on, let's have a little bit more fun, okay? So let me tell you the, what some of the Turkish curses means. So, and these are very common curses. It's okay. like shit or damn, right? I will have sex with your mother and your wife. Wow. <laughs> that is unreal. That's great. Yeah, it's not have sex with. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, that means. Son of a whore, I will shit in your mouth. <laughs> wow. Very common. Incredibly That's common. Great. <laughs> That's great. That's so much more evolved than our stuff. Yeah, we're like, oh shit. Go F yourself. Right, like Turks yeah. are like, shit, where? Yeah. You're not even shit in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just wasting the shit like on the ground? Well, at least shit in the guy's mouth. <laughs> well, I remember in the in Stand By Me, the first time I'd heard this line, in Stand By Me, uh -huh. uh, one of the kids, I think, said, I'm gonna cut off your head and down your neck. And yeah. I thought, holy cow, that's like, I've never heard a, you know, yeah. a packaged insult like that. Right. Whereas, that's like a Turkish insult. Yeah, whereas Turks saw that line and thought, amateur. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we really haven't evolved in our curses at all. Yeah. We don't have the complete phraseology of curses. We just kind of litter the language with F-bombs and S-bombs and yeah. mother effers and like that is supposed to cover it. But it, it doesn't. It, it seems anyway woefully inadequate next to the Turkish insults. Yeah, Turks are kind of obsessed with animal curses too. Oh. And everybody's the son of something, like right. donkey son of donkey, obviously. And so donkey son of donkey means you're dumb and you're and or you're a bad person and I hate you, but that's the most common one, mm. okay? Being a bear means you're rude and you're a villager, you're unbecoming, okay? Oh yeah! Okay, <laughs> this is so common in Turkey. Now, Turkish people are gonna be like, no, 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 you're embarrassing us. No, it's not that common, it's not that common. <laughs> and then they see a car cutting them off. <laughs> so what is that you just did? Uh, that line that you just did? Aya is bear, okay. okay. <laughs> Which in English sounds funny because it kind of sounds cool, like, you bear. Right, like, okay. yeah, I'll, I'll be a bear. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll be your bear, yeah. <laughs> which has a lot of couple of different meanings in English. But anyway, uh, and then it's uh, son of a harlot. Oh, I see. Yeah, the yeah. son of a prostitute is very common. Yeah, no, that's even you find it here. Yeah, in, son in of a country. bitch. Son right. of a bitch, son of a whore, son of, you get that, yes, son of a, son yeah. of a, son of a. Yeah. Um, you know, donkeys are actually smart. Huh, how's that for ironic? Yeah, they, they, because they have the reputation of being stubborn. Stubborn, you know, that's You it. know why they're stubborn? Because they're smart. No, that's You're smart. You're trying to drag them to work. No, and they're they, like, I don't want to work for you. They know like the shorter way to get places. Like sometimes if you just, if you, uh, it's weird how donkeys are uh, intuitively know the shorter routes certain places. And I was reading a, a weird little article on how they have this reputation of being a stubborn and, and not smart, but they're actually quite, um, like the ex exceptional animal, and of course they're loaded up with crap all the time because that's a, you know it's their yeah yeah which yeah is well in both senses of the word because if you've ever been with a donkey, <laughs> it's constantly crapping. Uh, but uh, so it that actually um, 
probably they think like these idiot humans, they don't need, why are you dragging me over there? I yeah. know every day we're gonna go over there and you make me go around like this where right. we can just this yeah. way, you dumbass human animal. Right. right, and if you get lost, they can find, the, they'll, they'll get you home. You don't need to know it, like that's how good they are. So that gets me to my most familiar theme and I actually wanted to touch on it today, which is, and we already partly did it in other contexts, how smart I am and how stupid I am, right? So I, like smart is unbearable, not interesting conversation. I'm good at politics, you guys get it, okay? But um, uh, although some of you definitely don't agree, okay? Right. But um, uh, so <laughs> I've said in spatial reasoning, I'm a mess, right? So that's why I get the into- parking lot, thing. Yeah, I get into a lot of parking lot accidents. I can't pack a trunk if my life depended on it. And if you saw me in that context, which is the context that my wife most often sees me in, You'd be like, this guy's smart at politics? <laughs> this guy? Okay. Uh, so that's great. So lately I've been washing the dishes more, and it isn't the most stressful thing I do. Because I'm like, look, you want me to put away the plates, and they have those little rows, and the plates fit in the rows. No problem. I can do that all day long. I don't mind doing that. I don't mind doing the dishes at all. You want me to put uh, the cups in the little rows where the cups go? All day long, I'm your guy. I can press four, I can press seven, I can put the cups where the cups go, okay? The utensils, easy. You give me a misshapen plate oh. or pot or pan like that weatherman's head, right. okay? I'm lost. You don't know where it goes. And I'm so stressed. It stresses me out because I'm like, <laughs> but if I put it, if I put it like this, you are. then I can't fit anything else in. Okay, so all of our heads are designed in different ways, just the right. randomness, right? And so I'm like, baby, don't, don't. can I just, and my wife and I came to a, a truce, we came to an agreement. I do the plates, I do the cups, I do the utensils, and then I'm out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, the like, oversized stuff she'll pack. Yeah, yeah, and even yeah. like the little, like different size bowls, they drive me crazy. There's a place for bowls in most dishwashers. Right. But then what if it's a different shape bowl, right? A different size bowl. The little tiny little bowls, right? The <laughs> tiny bowls don't go anywhere. They don't go anywhere in the dishwasher. And I'm like, do you put them in the cup place? Do you put them in the plate place? The they don't fit in the cup place or the plate place. When they're not being uh, cleaned, where? what do the tiny bowls do, Jake? Do they hold ketchup or olives no, or something? No, like, uh, you put the cereal for the kids in the tiny oh, bowls. Oh, I, right? I see. Or you could put condiments in there, you, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But since, because we had kids, kids are constantly eating out of the tiny little Bowls. Okay, so I, that's the bane of my existence, struggling with these little bowls. So, <laughs> see, those the MAGA guys would love to see that. Yeah, they if, would. If they saw me struggling with yeah. these little tiny bowls, and I'm like, where do where do I put? No, no, where do I put them? Right? They'd be like, I knew it, I knew it. That guy's a idiot. <laughs> anyway. Yes, we have so, uh, in our dishwasher. Uh, it's pretty much all cat balls. Uh -huh. uh, it's those, they have Are you allowed to do that? I mean, that would stress me even more out. Are you allowed to mix cat and human bowls? Oh yeah, why, why, why not? I mean, the cats, uh, there's- No, I'm no, not buying it. No, yeah, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> you sure it's not contaminating the other food? I'm sure. Okay, you're yeah. fine, you're here, that's true. Yeah, and I've been doing it for years, so okay. it's fine. Oh. Uh, but uh, it is, uh, it's a weird thing, it hit me the other day as I'm looking down at the dishwasher and everything in it, that it's virtually all cat bowls. I mean, you realize that I'm just this, yeah. you know. Uh, a servant. Right, it's oh. a process that I'm just part of. It's a system that I'm just, right, that I'm in a sense a servant. Yeah, yeah. no, you know what we're concluding from this conversation? The animals actually rule us. <laughs> like the, the donkeys and the cats are like, we did a pretty good job of getting these humans to build these cities. <laughs> the idiots did all the work, didn't they? Well, the donkeys <laughs> don't really get uh, catered to. Well, I'll say that. The donkeys, uh, are, donkeys like, are still. Donkeys are like, speak for yourself. Are one of the most mistreated animals <laughs> in the world. But uh, the cats, a domestic cat, and you. The thing is, you never stop wanting to please them, or your dog. You never mm -hmm. want. Agreed you want the dog to be happy. You know, you want to go out. Okay, let me just finish this. All right, you want to go out now? All right, forget it. I'll finish this when I get back, and then you yeah. take the dog out. No, that's because you're a nicer guy than I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, there are times where I stop pleasing them. Okay, anyway, 
so, so you're you're tough, gonna, tough with the shapes. Yeah, we've learned a lot tonight. Yeah. So uh, now time to throw my wife under the bus a little bit. Uh, and this is not going to go well. Uh, but um, so so my other pet peeve in traffic, which I've talked about in a previous old school, probably seven years ago, is when somebody jumps out in front of you, okay, and then slows down. Oh, that is, uh, thank you. I, I was going to mention it in the other little thing you're doing. That is 100% awful. I don't mind you jumping in front of me. Go ahead. I jump in front of people too. But let me tell you something. After I jump in front of somebody, I am off to the races, man. That's right. Because you've got to have enough human decency that if you're going to jump in front of someone, you should recklessly speed. You should pound it. <laughs> you should punch it. You should take the F off. Go for it. You should pound it. I'm like right on. Cut me off now. Go. Go. Yeah, I don't mind you cutting me off as no, long as you. No, but you're... then you ride the brakes after you cut me off. <laughs> exactly. It's outrageous. <laughs> so I say to my wife, this is about I don't know a week and a half ago. For some crazy reason, there was like a four or five day stretch. Where it happened like 12 times. It kept happening over and over again. In fact, it happened right at twice right after I told her. I'm like, these people keep jumping in front of me and slamming on the brakes everywhere. Mm. I, I, and I just said it like, isn't that a weird curiosity? And I was gonna move on with my life. And she's like, oh yeah, well, they're probably trying to kill you. But you know what? You had it coming. <laughs> That's what you're looking for in a wife. Like, she's already looking past your death. So not only did she immediately assume, well, obviously they're trying to kill you. It's your fault. <laughs> right. It's your fault. And it's your fault. And so, you know, she like in that moment, she made peace with all of it. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm looking forward to her eulogy. Well, let's be honest, he had it coming. <laughs> Maybe not open with that. <laughs> Maybe not lead with it. Yeah. Um, since I'm on a roll and I've just made my deathbed, <laughs> I might as well lay in it. Um, so no, seriously, my wife doesn't care about politics. She's not at all political, doesn't care, doesn't follow Trump, is neither uh, amused or horrified or none of the above. I mean, obviously didn't vote for Trump, will not vote for Trump, etc. But uh, but like she's, she's got other fish to fry, right? Right. Uh, and so today, she happened to randomly be watching a Young Turks video, which she almost never does. Uh, and I think it just came up on our Facebook feed, which is how a lot of people get our videos. And she watched Trump for the first time in a long time for a little while, because we never watch TV. Mm -hmm. Like the t news, whether cable news or local news, is never on in our in our, our home. And she and she's from Taiwan, so sometimes. She, she, it's not she doesn't care about news or she doesn't watch news, but she'll actually read news from Taiwan. Sure. Okay, she grew up there. She came here when she was 23. So anyway, so she happens to be watching Trump. She, she turns to me and goes, oh my God, he does talk like you say. Like she had, oh, she wow. thought I was just totally making it up. And she's wow. like, yeah, he really does like, oh, that's very strong. We're gonna, she's like, I can't believe anybody talks like that. I thought you were kidding, right? Do people know this? I'm like, yeah, people know it, baby. <laughs> but then the people know this. <laughs> like everybody does an impression. I feel guilty that I don't do an impression of him. <laughs> but you know, but it's it was like a nice little insight into someone if they were to land on planet Earth and saw Trump for the first time, they'd be like, or like they got unfrozen from some time machine or something. They're like, no, that this can't guy's be the, the president. president? No, no way. There's something wrong. This is a giant prank, right? Like, there's no way that guy's the president because <laughs> he's such an idiot. Yeah. I, I mean, look, there's a million things, but two of my favorite thousand idiotic things that Trump did was when he, the Paralympics, when he was celebrating them, he was, they were all around him, and he's like, I don't remember this. Okay, and he's like. Look, you know these guys are so courageous. This is amazing. They're amazing. Okay, and then, you know another day I was watching, but you can't watch that long. You know it's a little tough to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! Don't say that. No, don't say that. <laughs> well, he's unfiltered. I'll say that. They're right there, dude. They're right there. That is unbelievable. Oh, that is so rough, man. Okay. <laughs> God. <laughs>
<laughs> that was during the time that he was actually, weren't they talking about dropping the funding for the Special Olympics? No, that was another time. Okay. He, yeah, and then after he did that, he then huh. dropped the funding for the Special Olympics. And then when he took a lot of crap for it, he then put it back in. And then he bragged, he's like, I'm the only one who funds the Special right, Olympics. I saved it. I saved the Special <laughs> Olympics. Right. Dude, you saved it from you. Yeah. Right? That's not I got a thing. The, just like the ceasefire. Yeah, right. it's like saying, hey, Craig. Uh, good news, uh, well, bad news, I was gonna murder you. Uh, good news, I decided yes, so I saved your life. <laughs> I saved your life, you owe me, big guy, and I once pressed four. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so the other favorite thing was the recent one, where he's like, well, look, the Kurds are no angels. They weren't there for us at Normandy. Oh, that was unbelievable. No, see, do, see the lack of logic is an affront to my being, sure. right? Because kidding aside, the one thing that I think I'm pretty good at and the testing bears it out, etc., is logic, okay? That's why this is so good in the LSATs, etc., right? And so I, I project logic onto other people and I'm constantly disappointed. Hmm. Like I think they're gonna act rationally, hey, let me in because it's, you're gonna feel good about yourself and it's not gonna cost you anything, right? No, not gonna do it, they act on instinct, not on logic. And I think anyone who hears Trump say the Kurds weren't there for us at Normandy would immediately write him off because they understand that it's such an irrational thing to believe. That's, that it proves by definition without a shadow of a doubt that he is incredibly stupid and incredibly ignorant. And you just can't back a guy like that. If if. Obama or Bernie Sanders or you know or Elizabeth Warren had made such a nonsensical, insane comment as, well, why you know we don't have to back the Kurds; they weren't there for us at Normandy. I'd be like, no, okay, well, it was a good ride, you yeah. know. And God damn it, I really want Medicare for all, but no, right? I mean, I can't support a guy who doesn't know anything, who doesn't know anything, that would think that the Kurds who did not have a country were nowhere near Normandy, not really involved in World War II would somehow magically get to Normandy to help us. Well, I mean, it just, he's, he's just <laughs> spitting out crap that he's heard, like Normandy and I mean, I, I don't- He saw it in a, a, a conservative website article. Oh, I see. Okay, and this guy was like, you know, they, they weren't there for us and he listed like 17 different things in, in American history. Wow. Uh, and one, that makes no sense. Right. But two, Trump took the dumbest example out of the lot. Like if I read that article, I'd be like, this guy's a total moron, right? No. And Trump reads the article and goes, yeah, that's right. How come they weren't there for us at Normandy? We needed them and they weren't there for us. Yeah. Um, no, you're right, you're right. We don't, but we have, we're much tougher on the left. We're much tougher with, uh, you oh, know, that's yeah. the, and that's the, and that, and that's our problem, right? Our problem is the purity test. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so as their problem is, they'll overlook anything, and our problem is we won't overlook anything at all. I mean, you yeah, know, it's, uh, yeah. And so, look, you know, I, I'm gonna get political for one more second, and then I want to ask Craig about moving. Uh, so, um, so when I don't support someone who takes corporate PAC money. People will mistakenly call that a purity test. No, I need the person to be an honest actor. Then we can disagree about certain issues, and that's totally fine. So saying, well, no, you have to support Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton, not in the general election, but in the primary, mm -hmm. and you can't, you shouldn't criticize them for taking corporate PAC money and be beholden to those interests. No, that makes no sense at all. On the other hand, when you've got candidates like Elizabeth Warren, who is not taking corporate PAC money, who's an honest actor and a real progressive, and you don't agree with all of her positions, there's nothing wrong with not agreeing with all of her positions, nothing wrong at all. You like another candidate better, God bless, that they're 100% exactly right, you've done nothing wrong, system's working as it is. But if you then say, no, Elizabeth Warren is like the same as Hillary Clinton. No, God damn it, then nobody can pass that purity test. Right. Right? right. Oh, that guy running in Kansas doesn't believe in full gun control. I know, but nobody can pass that purity test. Right. Right? They don't take corporate PAC money, they're honest actors. Kansas is different than New York, Montana is different than Connecticut, right? And so now, if you say, hey, I'm not gonna support anyone who's, who's anti choice, I hear you. 
that there's there's certain issues that are like, hey, no, I can't cross that line. Nothing wrong with that at all either, right? But we, you know, some some progressives get so maniacal, like are so obsessed with exactly the right positions on every single thing, irrespective of geography or anything else. That they're like, no, that's it. No, everyone except me is eliminated. This is the that <laughs> uh, 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 that was just a great run. That's exactly the problem, is that you do have to adjust your expectations for what what candidates and and those who are part of the progressive movement in different states are capable of. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you're looking at uh, it's a little like. Uh, well, no, I voted. I voted my conscience, and therefore I didn't, you know, vote for Hillary Clinton. I mean, I had mm-hmm. to get back mm-hmm. into that mess. Mm-hmm. But and that's what a democracy is, and that's what a republic. Yeah, but if you know that your vote is critical to uh, allowing a candidate who is this malevolent force in the world to triumph, then no, you can't. You gotta vote for this. Uh, other thing and this other entity, and in this case Hillary Clinton, perhaps. I know I'll take uh, I'll take a load of shit from the TYT no, audience. No, no, you won't. Uh, no, you won't. But my point is, you have an obligation then to try to prevent this malevolence from getting into into power. Yeah. So, uh, podcast folks, we love you. I am going to tell a story about how Anna helped me to get to better mental health, but it's actually not a story that compliments her. It's a story that compliments me. <laughs> Well, Lord knows we needed another one of those. <laughs> Tyt.com slash join to get the whole show. But we love you for watching the podcast. Please give it five stars or listening to it or watching this wherever you're watching it. And don't forget the edge with Mark Thompson. Thanks for listening to this free clip of Old School. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at Tyt.com slash join.